Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Xbox heard my pleas for no more rumors regarding your prices and instead decided to reveal them both for the Xbox Series S and X. You could say we have influence. But we don't. Bold claims. Welcome to this week's episode of the Gamers 2 Podcast. It is September 11th, 2020. And this is your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry. And anything else that might pique our interest. Speaking of things that pique our interest every year, as is tradition, if we happen to record on September 11th, I don't know if we've done this before. I don't know if we've recorded on September 11th before. Probably not. You remember where you were? Yeah, eighth grade. Fourth. Jesus Christ. Not to ever bring that <laughs> not to like bring that back up to you. <laughs> eighth grade, coming out of gym class. Uh I was coming out and I remember someone said something along the lines of like, you know, something i don't even remember i just remember them telling me something along the lines of like someone someone flew a plane into uh the twin towers or or someone did something to the twin towers and i was like i laughed at them essentially and was just like uh-huh you're, yeah, sure. you're, yeah basically yeah. i was like that's bullshit and then i was just happened to be going to uh, uh what's it what's it called in, in middle school social studies yeah, it's probably not specified at that point. It's probably yeah. So, I mean, you might have state or American history or something. Yeah. But. So that's where I was going. And uh, she had it on. the t- My teacher had, had the news on. Yeah. And then after like 10, 15 minutes of that and like, you know, it was dead silent and awkward. There was an announcement over the, the PA and it, it was actually directed towards the teachers. And it was like turn your tvs off (laughs) and then we actually like before that period even ended we were going home like they were just like everyone go home yep and i wasn't like you know it's a big deal but i was still not comprehending you still never understand i didn't comprehend until my mom got home and she was like crying right and my mom's like a very, very strong woman. Yeah. You know, not typically not a crier on, uh, certainly on situations like this. So I, that like, that was what was like the, that moment, you know? Yeah. The, oh yeah. So yeah, that was where I was. It's always just interesting to hear. Yeah. So it's, it's very, very distinct memory. 
Yeah. I mean, I was fourth grade. I know exactly who my teacher was. I know where the classroom is in that school if I go mm-hmm. back to it. And we were all just sitting in class. And then I can't remember if one of the other teachers stopped over because there was a lot of, you know, it's just one hallway with classrooms on either side. And there was a lot of, hey, turn your TV on. And it was just going back and forth, back and forth. And it got to us. And so we turned it on and we're just like watching it. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. You know, hmm. I don't know what they are. Yeah. I was just like, that. it's not good. Mm-hmm. Not knowing who did what or anything like yeah. that. And then I, I had, this is the part where I start, like after that, I don't remember the events that happened. Like, I, I'm pretty sure we got sent home early, but mm-hmm. I don't remember 100%. I do remember walking it and coming back to the house and it being on the TV. And I, I don't know what, what is getting hit outside, but hmm. um, oh, something off the truck that just went by. Never mind. Sorry. Distractions. Uh, we were, I was either home or I was still in class. And I was watching, I watched both towers fall. Mm-hmm. At either both locations or one than the other, whatever it was. And I remember it happening and I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. But still not like, I never had the the like grasp moment of emotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I was just like, that's a big deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it's. But I was. I mean, I'm in fourth grade. What do I? How do I don't know how to handle that or what it mean? What it even means? There's like, yeah, Twin Towers, World Trade Center. I was like, I assume money things happen there. No idea. Like, yeah, that there's 200 floors worth of. It didn't like obviously like I would I, I knew it was bad and you know it's bad you know like you know all that. It was that that moment. That when my when I my I saw my mom crying, it just was like that's when it hit me that it was it, like how big of a deal it was, right? Um, and I do I do dis- I remember every little detail. It's really bizarre because I have a really shitty memory to mo- in the most part. And so like I just I remember coming out of the locker rooms and I remember exactly how I felt because like like I was like. You know, we just got a gym class. Yeah. And I was irritated because I was, like, hot and still a little sweaty. Yeah. And I remember, like, exactly how I made the turn to go towards my other class. And, like, looking back, like, I remember it, like, like distinctly. Yeah. You could walk it all again if you had yeah. to. Um, and if you're ever – this is – it's a little morbid, but it's also – it's very interesting. There's actually a YouTube channel – and it's I believe it's a government run YouTube channel and they are they go through and they basically have collected all the footage from up oh, Nate's dying it's fine um <laughs> the razzle berry or whatever that is the, that's that's tea and lemonade <laughs> gotcha oh. <laughs> I'm good I swear don't worry about me so there's a <laughs> there's a uh, YouTube channel that's go that has collected all of like the news video and any sort of footage from 9/11, and they're restoring it and uploading it onto YouTube. Right. And like that's kind of it's interesting if you're our age because you know you you 
We don't you, like. You I don't remember the news footage and yeah. stuff like that. You remember where you were, what happened, and that stuff. Mm-hmm. But now that you can put context to it and go, no, yeah, going back and watching the footage and like it's really uh, surreal to to right. see the footage fully restored, high definition with audio. Yep, and like. It's just, it's really, it can be a little unsettling too, because like when I say all the footage, it's I all mean, the, yeah, it's everything. All the footage. Yeah. Like, I've watched quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The first, the, the first plane hitting one where they're the, with the crew with the firemen. Yeah. Cause I think there's a documentary covering those two brothers. Mm-hmm. For those, I think they were brothers. They were filmmakers because they were with that crew and then following them of, they get in. They run back to their stage, and the whole thing. And you know, it's. I can't remember what the name of that documentary is, but it's. There's a lot out there. A lot of. Yeah, for sure. That was tough. For sure. For sure. But <laughs> in some terrible transition back to video games and money that you could spend on them, if you so wanted to use these as a distraction. <laughs> Just kidding. Nades back to dying and choking to death. I don't know what it is, man. Oh, wrong pipe. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. I've been uh, choking a lot on my own saliva, and I don't know why. The past I week. I haven't had that. That was just... This peace tea is just not peaceful. I poisoned it. Why? <laughs> what have I done to you? <laughs> um, Yeah. New games came out. Let's move on to the real show. <laughs> I probably could have used that segment at the end. New releases, Matt. New releases. Nate's, Nate's curated list of new releases that have interesting titles and or he might like. I don't know. That's basically it. So here we go. Number one, Circuit Dude for the Switch. Number two, Avicii in Vector Encore Edition for the Switch. Kingdoms of Amalur, Re-Reckoning. For the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. I'm so worried I'm going to start coughing again, so I'm trying to be careful about it. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, Creeping Winter DLC for everything. <laughs> it's everything. It's DLC, uh, so it's everything that that already exists on. Necromunda, Underhive Wars, PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Already out. Remember, we talked about that a little while ago. With the Gamescom Warhammer recap. Number six. Okunoka Madness. For the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Sure. Yep. Uh, number seven. The Sims 4 Star Wars Journey to Batu Game Pack is now out. Uh, number eight. The Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon DLC has now launched. Borderlands 3 Psycho Krieg and the Fantastic Fuster Cluck. DLC is now out. Gets me every time. You just gotta love a good fuster cluck. Uh, number 10, Bounty Battle for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 11, Hot Shot Racing for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 12 is Ostronauts for the PC. Number 13 is Redneck Ed, Astro Monster Show. There's a lot of words there that make me wonder. I don't. I don't even know what that is. I couldn't begin to describe it based on a name. Number 14, Vampire the Masquerade Shadows of New York 
for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And number 15, Inertial Drift. Inertial? Yeah, Inertial Drift. PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, I'll start the news headlines. <laughs> number one. The, quote, Nate is definitely never going to shut up about Game Pass, end quote, episode, winky face. Matt's turn. <laughs> All Don't righty worry. then. Don't worry. It'll be softer than you expect for two reasons that you will say later. Okay. It's uh, not as big as my moments have been before, but it's still a great deal. There's a couple. Uh, we'll get into I'm it. I'm Nate Killing, and I approve this message. Right, selection year. I have to do that now. I guess I don't know. I don't know how this works. Uh, let's start. What, but can be who? Um, we Microsoft. We um num we um Microsoft has fully detailed its new Xbox Series S console, the two hundred and ninety nine doll hair next gen console will arrive on November tenth. Uh, designed to be a more affordable option for 1440p gaming. Microsoft is using the same CPU from the Xbox Series X inside the Series S, running at 3.6 gigahertz. There's a G missing there. Hertz. Just hertz. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> only running at 3.6 hertz. Uh, this is only slightly slower than the 3.8 gigahertz speed of the Series X. Slightly. few gigs. <laughs> Liz Hamron, head of platform engineering and hardware at Xbox, said, quote, The primary difference between the Series X and the Series S is in resolution. Uh, through talking to our customers, we found that many of our fans prioritize frame rate over resolution, so we wanted to build a console that didn't require a 4K TV, end quote. That led Microsoft to use a different GPU inside the Series S to bring down the price. Um, the Series S has 20 compute units at one... I'm not going to read through all this shit. It's, <laughs> hey, now for the nerd stats. Uh, there is nerd stats in here. You can look it up if you want. The moral of the story is that it's a cut-down GPU. The Series S is can calculate... At, at roughly a third. Yeah. It's a third of a GPU of a Series X. Yep. So Ballpark. if you care about teraflops, which is just a marketing number... Which you should. Four teraflops... Uh, is the Series S compared to the 12 teraflops of the Series X. Um, Microsoft is using a hardware scaler on the Series S to uh, scale up games for 4K on TVs, and there will be support for hardware-accelerated ray tracing, um, as well as all the other uh, feature sets of um, the GPU that they're using in the Series X. So RDNA 2. If you're a mega nerd. Uh, Let's see here. Where were we? There's three notable differences between the Series X and the Series S. um, In in that the cheaper variant, the Series S, is down on RAM and storage space. Uh, The Series... I'm so fucking sick of saying Series S, Series X. The Series S (laughs) has 10 gigabytes versus the Series X 16 gigabytes of RAM. And the RAM is also slower on the Series S. Uh, it has the same NVMe SSD as the Series X, but 
It's half the size at 512 gigs versus one terabyte, and it lacks a disk drive. So, just real quick, because if you're casual, which is completely okay, you I'm going to break... son of a bitch. Yeah, first <laughs> off, it's much easier for you, but I'm going to break it down for you in terms of let's just wrap all of that junk up that he just said. If you don't care about 4K gaming and you don't care about having a disc, then you should buy the Xbox Series S at $300. Yes, it has a less of a GPU, basically no less of a CPU. It has half of the storage and less RAM, but it's not doing native 4K. So if you don't care about 4K, there you go. If you care about 4K, get the Series X. There you go. That's that. Um, <laughs> Before it gets more complicated, there's your summary. There is uh, dissension among the developer ranks already. Um, some id software developers uh, took to Twitter and... I didn't want to go into detail, but essentially they are less than thrilled about the the RAM difference um, because their their argument is it's basically harder to compensate for the lack of speed in the RAM and the difference in size. Yeah. So, and I'm curious, like, we'll never know, I'm sure, but what the price difference would have been if they would have just gave it the, the same RAM. Yeah, the same RAM. Same RAM speed because it is. I didn't put the numbers in here because you know obviously it would have been number vomit. Uh, but there the speed difference is pretty pretty significant. The interesting thing always with these as well is every time we discuss, it's what I've yelled about constantly with the idea of dropping games on both the Xbox One and the new series. You potentially run into situations where you develop for lowest common denominator. Yeah. So they, unless Microsoft mandates it, you also potentially could run into the situation where Series X only. Yeah. The only thing I can imagine is I, I always made a big deal out of it because I, I was impressed with how well it works. But um, the performance scaling in uh, Forza Horizon, I think it was in, I first, I think it first came out in two, okay. but three is where it got really good. Where you you could put it on its like performance scaling mode, right? And it would basically dynamically change resolution based on like you know what was going on on screen, right? I'm wondering if they have like developer tools to where like that's included in any developer developer tools for the series access v whatever they they might. It's the the other part of it is, and this is getting to the more complicated side of things, but there was talk that games that get the upgrade, you know, the Xbox Series X enhancements, yeah, will not play on the Series S with those enhancements, yeah, because they're meant for so that it will cause a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're just going to use a software profile though and load, like, okay, you're on the Series S, we don't give you that type of thing. But if you're somebody that doesn't know and you're expecting the upgrade well you're not going to get it yeah it's it's still a great deal 
Yeah, I was a little floored when I first saw it uh, about the price. I was like, yeah, I mean the price, the price. Taken. And do we do we discuss coming up the payment plans? Yes. Okay, so I won't talk about those. Yeah, yet. we probably should go through all the Microsoft news and then. Okay, so good news. Some, some this up. is now a Microsoft podcast. Yeah, uh, Gamers Two colon Microsoft edition. The issue with the Microsoft news is it's all interlinked. Uh, yeah, but because it's, it's that that price thing goes right into my Game Pass argument, which goes into my this is arguably the best deal on the market, no matter what happens. Yeah, I remember. So as a preview of what we're going to talk about, I was doing the doc and Samantha was working, you know, do actually working. <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, I think Microsoft just murdered Sony. <laughs> and she's like, and I tried to explain it to her and she didn't respond. I was like, you have no idea what I just said. And she's like, no, nah, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, never mind that. Fine. I'll text Nate. <laughs> Somebody uh, will appreciate my statements. <laughs> Uh, the <laughs> the other thing is I did see you note in there. It is much smaller. Yo, it's so small. I really like it. I like um it it hits me. It's like it the size of my... a graphics card. Yeah. <laughs> I love that picture. Uh the RTX thirty eighty that we talked about last week, side by side with the Series X next to the Series X is quite comical if you are into that sort of thing. Yeah. It is it is a very small form factor machine. Mm-hmm. I saw someone pointed out. I think it's, it's going to fit better in a lot of people's entertainment systems. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I I was like I saw it and I immediately was like envious because like I'm buying a PlayStation, but I want it to look like the Xbox. Right. Like, I'm uh, just wondering how many people are going to complain that like why do we not have color options? You sons of bitches! Yeah. Like, did you see the rendering white, the of the black? Like, oh my god, switch them. So it is kind of the the. White box with a black circle is yeah. a little weird, but I immediately saw the rendering that people did of the X on yeah, there. Yeah, like, why didn't you just paint the X on it? It looks, <gasps> it looks so much so, better. Yeah, it looks so good. But it also makes me want to just hit it. Yeah, it's true. Like, put up the, bring up the dashboard. <laughs> like, that should be my big power button is a giant X. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. definitely, it definitely looks good. And I did see someone point out, um, they're like, if you, this is a great option for people who, this is going to be like kind of elitist sounding, I guess. But like, if you are getting a PlayStation, but you want to also have access to the Xbox exclusives, and like, you don't want a PC, then, yeah, yeah, like this is this is great. Like two ninety nine, especially if it's short of having the disc drive that has all of the like entertainment features, like you know, which I'm assuming it does. Actually, that was it does. That was the one thing I wanted to point out that I didn't put in the article is both Series X and Series S support dolby vision and dolby atmos so that essentially they're good for all the high-end streaming shit yeah so good uh entertainment option so let's talk about more good news as you would suspect from the series s announcement that we just rambled on about microsoft unveiled launch details for its xbox series x its high-end next-gen console will debut november 10th with a suggested retail price of four hundred and ninety nine dollars hairs. Pre-orders for the Series X will open on September twenty second, and Microsoft also detailed the cost of its all access subscription plan, which will include a Series X console and Game Pass Ultimate Access 
for $35 a month with a two-year commitment, subject to a credit line approval. Uh, the price of an all-access subscription plan for an Xbox Series S console will be $25 a month for the same two-year commitment. Yo, oh, what I don't want to drop $500. Think about that. That's like... I all right. So my Netflix subscriptions like, I think fifteen dollars a month, probably. And then my Wow subscription is fifteen dollars a month. My Hulu, Amazon, Hulu, and well, like Disney Plus and Hulu, Disney Plus. That's thirteen dollars a month. You're at twenty eight, and two things. Yeah, throw on Crunchyroll, and that brings me to probably thirty five. Yeah, that's. So crazy to me. And it's only two years. Yeah. And if you're doing the $35 one, if you're buying the Series X, which for the conversation at hand, we will use that as the the point. But $25 to get a Series S when it's already cheaper too. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's the best deal. The all-access subscription includes... So crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's two years, and obviously if you do the math, you know, doesn't necessarily work out. But it's the console. So a a $500 console, Xbox Live for the entire time at ultimate level, including Game Pass. So... Before I'm we sorry, get any game, further, sorry, Game Pass Ultimate, which includes Xbox Live, and so you're getting the fifteen dollar a month subscription. So is Ultimate fifteen dollars a month? Yes. Okay. You're getting the ultimate level of Game Pass, which includes Xbox Live, the Game Pass library, and the future X Cloud. That can't be right. What? Continue. If you're doing the math, I would don't I don't try. I, I am trying, but it works out to be cheaper. Tax, we're not counting. And... No, I mean like cheaper. The deal is cheaper than if you were to buy them individually. Oh, that's probably true. Because 15 times 24 months is $360. Yeah. And then tack on uh, $499. And you're up to 800 and Sixty dollars, basically. Yeah. Whereas thirty-five times twenty-four is eight hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. Anyways, continue. But you get the brand new console, five hundred dollar console. You start. You there's no upfront, so you're thirty-five dollars a month from the start, and you're getting Game Pass Ultimate. So on launch day, you have access to a hundred games. Period. And that's not even... Not counting the launch lineup that I'll read in a second. Like, that's just Mm -hmm. what's already on Game Pass in the vault. And And more news that's coming. Yeah, and more news we'll talk about in a minute. And getting Xbox Live and all the benefits that come with Xbox Live. But because of going back a couple weeks to the stories we talked about of not having the cards and yada yada, that's how it's included now. Mm -hmm. And then... Whenever they launch xCloud, you're in that. So you can 
play Minecraft from your phone or other things. This was at the point where I that this is this is when I turned to Samantha and was like, Microsoft just murdered Sony, and she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, <laughs> huh? Uh, also, in that Xbox launch day lineup, Assassin's Creed, or for the November 10th one, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Dirt 5, Gear Ta- Gears, Gears Tactics, Tetris Effect Connected, Watch Dogs Legion, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. If you include the window, the launch window, there's more games in yeah, there Yeah, if, well. if we start discussing launch window, okay, everything from November 10th to March 31st. Launch craziness window. launch window bullshit i hate it all right i'll get the shitty stories uh xbox game pass for uh, pc listen, i read the shittiest story to begin with all right and it was a dig at myself <laughs> <laughs> xbox game pass for pc is leaving its beta phase a change that will see its price rise to the same level as the console version until now, Microsoft's subscription platform has been available for $4.99 as an introductory price. In a tweet yesterday, Microsoft said that the introductory price will end on September 17th, when Xbox Game Pass for PC enters general availability. Uh, this will see the, the monthly price rise to $9.99, which is still a good deal. Shocking. Good news. Still a good deal. Sorry, it's also just funny because I just watch as you, as you talk. Oh my, my cadence, like my yeah. volume up, volume down. You volume start up. strong, you punch in, yeah, and you just kind of fade out. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I maybe I need like a. You've had to in, a you, you vocal in, coach or something. You interject yourself into conversations, and then you're like, okay, now you can all, now you're all listening to me. Let me just go back to what I'm doing. That gen, that might be what it is, actually, because like. Just gotta try to get an edge in word wise, so you're like, hey! Alright, so listen, here's the whole thing. <laughs> Weird. I don't know. I just Quirks. I I notice it when I'm watching the levels of mm-hmm. of how we talk. And I'm just loud anyway. But so the thing with this, and Never mind. Uh, I'm going to move on. I mean, I'm literally going to move to the next story because that actually directly ties into the point I want to make. Yeah. More good news from Microsoft. Let's quote Xbox directly. Quote, we are teaming up with Electronic Arts to provide Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC members with an EA Play membership at no additional cost starting this holiday. This means Ultimate members can enjoy EA Play on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, and Windows 10 PCs, and Xbox Game Pass for PC members get EA Play on Windows 10, end quote. As a reminder, your first month of Game Pass is only (laughs) $1. (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio meme, (laughs) $1. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the kick. The kick. It's a good deal. It's a good announcement. Mm-hmm. The kick being, I believe it is EA Play Basic. Yes. Not EA Play Ultimate. Yes. So you will get some full games of EA Play, but for the most part, it will be the 10-hour trial versions. Yep. So it's the one caveat that they're not talking about because that's the downside to the plan, obviously. Uh, 
but it's great. It's still a good pull in. Like for Kenny and I were talking about this as I was reading the doc after you asked me to double check some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's going to go from $5 to $10. And Kenny and I are both like, who gives a shit? <laughs> Spoiler, still a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I actually thought it was $10 still. I thought it went like I thought the four. I thought it had already gone. Yeah. So I read this and I was like, uh, do I make, do I put this in the doc? <laughs> ah, fuck it. <laughs> and uh, so we were all in. Anyway, we're like, okay, $10. Still fully worth it. And then I was like, oh, the EA Play thing. And then I realized, oh, it's the basic version, which him and I grabbed the premium one when we do our stuff because we play the full games. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's a cool, cool another way just to why not if you're somebody that only wants to dabble in the games anyway. Yeah. You're not paying anything additional. You it's just free real estate. <laughs> You already have Game Pass, so it's a great time. And this this whole thing, I don't ever say I want to work in retail, but there were always moments around holidays where I, I it's not a retail specific thing, but I love the mind-blowing conversation you can have with people where you just start telling them things. You're like, there's no way that's true. It's too good to be true. You're a liar. You're a witch. You need to be burned. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, man. <laughs> Telling you, this is as good as you think it is. You pay $25. I hand you this box and all these other things. Buy. No way. You're telling me I can make my child's Christmas? Turns out my child is my husband's Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the best deal, period. Yeah, this is... uh. This is best case. No price. (laughs) Yeah, this is. uh, I would say we we always were talking about Microsoft and how they have like a crazy, crazy potential uh, with all of this their systems that they were like you know creating and and uh, marketing and all that and like this is best case scenario. They just fucking threw it all together and were like, here's this crazy deal. That really no one else can compete with at this point, this time. Right. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's insane. So, uh... Like, we dare you. I don't... I'm Balls in your court. Good luck. See you later. Yeah, exactly. I'm really curious. I did see some rumors or whatever, which... To be expected... Of people Said being we're not talking about them. Of Sony's, like, oh, we they slashed their prices of their consoles already to... From where they were preparing yeah. to announce. Yeah, what they were thinking about doing. Yeah, the old, it's an hour beforehand, pivot. Yeah. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Uh, that's just so I have a note. I just sent it to you instead of just writing it down. Because I need to, I want to look at something specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the interesting thing from Sony, I don't think they're going to do the payment plan thing. Because they don't have enough services to offer. Oh, oh, game! You know, play now, PlayStation Now, and and PlayStation Plus. Like, yeah, you have the same. You can bundle them in. It's just not the same. It's not. But either way, they don't. They're not a company that usually does that anyway. Microsoft did the all access thing last year, two years ago. Remember when we were talking about that then? Yeah. Of then getting of then doing that and then switching to the upgrade. And that whole thing. 
so they've done it before. Shows track record. It's a good it's a good system. Works. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for twenty percent off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I, yeah, I mean, it's everything looks great. The only thing that I always say when we're looking at both of these things, being Xbox and PlayStation, what do you, other than a great deal? which is a very large motivator. <laughs> what reason do I have to play on that? That like game. Well, Matt hates glasses uh, other than price. Like what is your exclusive games that you're giving me and yada, yada. And right now it's a question. Be, with no Halo, like Halo would have been the the title to launch with, obviously not happening. But I don't think that will really slow them down. I think it'll slow them down some, but not as much as people actually expect it to. Especially after these. Yeah, that's this is the this is almost like the Halo bombed break glass if no Halo. Yeah, that's. That's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, I'm real curious. I don't know. Now I'm just waiting on Sony, really, and seeing how it compares. Yeah, that's I, uh, how Sony lines up their two consoles, which are not supposed to be performance drop differences. Will be interesting. Yeah. All right, enough. Uh, enough, you know. Circle Jerk and Microsoft. Listen, all I'm saying is I could use a new Surface. Because I don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) And this tablet from 2012 is on its last legs. 
let's see here. Microsoft. No, Ubisoft. That's where we're at. One of the softs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is there a third one? I know we had the 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 old joke of the four four horsemen. Uh, there's another soft. What is it? Never, <laughs> never soft was a thing. <laughs> it's the uh, old Tony Hawk title. What's the? Isn't there like a Magnusoft? Magnusoft, antivirus company or something? It's a soft. I probably. Anyways, Ubisoft held there's, one of their Magnusoft, Microsoft, NeverSoft, and Ubisoft, uh, and IBSoft. There you go. Hey, Ubisoft, IBSoft. You know. <laughs> why? Why have I never made that terrible joke before? I don't know. Um, Instead, I stick to my Eve Gimo. Ubisoft uh, <laughs> held one of their Ubisoft Forward events. Uh, let's do a little recap. Uh, Division 2 title. A lot of stuff coming up here. It is, but it isn't. I I know it isn't because a lot of it's a repeat type of thing. Yeah. But there, when you, when I looked at this. It's a long list. I was like, there is a lot more stuff for a September event leading into the fall than I expected. Yeah. Um, Division 2 title update 11 is coming September 22nd. The Summit. shit. A new mode, playable solo or in co-op, in which players climb a building floor by floor, clearing out enemies to reach the 100th floor and the final uh, confrontation. This mode will be available to players who own the Division 2 Warlords of New York expansion. Which I do. Maybe that sounds interesting. It does. I guess it depends on um, like how... Yep. How... How, how exactly? Huh? How it's good a- it is. <laughs> Yes, yes. Technically, a lot of things that are entertainment based, Matt, do depend on how good they are. I mean, on on like the basic description makes it sound like kind of like boring, but it could be really cool. It makes it sound like a dungeon crawler if you yeah. treat each floor like a dungeon. I'm just curious of how. It, it, I assume it difficulty probably goes up as you get higher, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can but play if I have solo. To, if, if I, yeah, I mean, you can still play everything solo, I think. But like, if I have to min-max getting to the 100, it's like, eh. Yeah. For me, there's a level of I don't care to min-max. It's got to be fun. Um, Far Cry VR Dive Into Insanity is an upcoming location-based virtual reality experience that will take players back to Far Cry 3's Rook Islands, where they'll be reunited with villain Voss. Do you know the definition of insanity? Okay. Is that my boss? I don't know. It could be. It's been a while since I've heard his voice, so. It felt racist. I don't know. I might check that out. Why not? I'd be curious to see, like, what it actually, how it actually plays. Yeah, I need an excuse to use that. You remember playing Far Cry 2 in VR? I don't know if you remember Far Cry 2, but when you would do a lot of the, like, healing. Mm-hmm. And it happened in three and stuff too, where you would actually you'd have a broken bone and you yeah, reset your, your hand and everything. And... But two had the malaria thing, so your arm would just be like getting torn apart. And you, yeah, there were just a lot of things where you'd have broken fingers and you'd snap them back in. And you're I was just like, oh my god, imagine playing that in VR and like look down at your hand. and You're like, now take your hand and snap the finger back <laughs> in. <laughs> you uh, actually grab your hand in real life and snap it the wrong way. And it's like, oh well, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. It could be really cool, though. That's what's weird. This is my issue with VR. Is like these things come out, 
And it's not like regular video games to where like you can get a feel for like what it like, you know, VR is like it could either be fucking terrible or it could be amazing. <laughs> like the, the yeah, the thing with VR is exactly that. And it's also because we can come up with these great ideas and some cool things and then it's never going to be that because yeah. we're yeah. just talking out our ass. Yep. Uh, we got an update on Roller Champions, which should be out in early 2021. More info will be coming in October if you're interested. I am. It was fun when I played the beta with, uh, I played it with our social media evil and Todd. Roller Champions. Yo, man, you want a roller derby? Take a ball, go around the rink three times and throw it through a hoop. Punch people, elbow them, little shove shove. Um... <clears throat> wow, don't look so uninterested. I know, multiplayer. Heaven forbid, sorry. No, it's not that. It's just not what I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what Ubisoft's thinking sometimes. I guess that it could be fun. We'll add it to the list of the next six things we're about to talk about. Uh we had a title update 3.0 for Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is coming out September 15th. Hey, they're still updating the game and they haven't killed it yet. The update will introduce a number of new features, among them a whole new adventure called Red Patriot. Whatever like that is. The, oh, no. I couldn't remember what the... Red Dawn. No, not Red Dawn. I couldn't remember what the name of the communist guy in Kick-Ass is. I don't think it's Red Patriot, but... I don't know either. Red Comrade, maybe? I don't know. Could something. be. Something Soviet. The Crew 2 will have a new season structure with Season 1 starting in November. Every season will have a dedicated theme and will last four months, divided between two episodes lasting two months each. I don't so, know what any so of that you, means. Remember what we talked about downstairs? Yes. I'm going to go in hard at the end of this list. Okay. Because that's not the same system as something else. Uh, a game of space. See, the name on this is weird. It's A-G-O-S, a game of space. So is it a game of space or is it A-G-O-S? It's, it's probably like AGOS, which stands for a, a game, game of space. space. Yeah. Uh, it's coming to Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, and Valve Index. A-G-O-S, a game of space. AGOS, a game of space. I don't know, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Is an interstellar VR adventure in which players take control of Earth's Last world ship AI in order to find a new habitable planet for what remains of Earth's population. So you're playing Wally. No, you're the ship's AI. Yes, you are the ship in Wally. Oh, okay. You know the fat people in the hover like wheelchair. I've never seen Wally. It's our future. It really is our future. I I believe it from the screenshots I've seen, but I've never watched the movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. Also, because every time I do that, I just immediately go to Waluigi. It's just, it's two steps away. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Uh, Where was I? Just Dance 2021 announced nine additional songs from the track list, one of which is available to try now in Just Dance 2020. (laughs) That game game can't die. It it must be making money still. Is it coming to the Wii U? Uh, the game is coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia on November 12th, 2020, and to Xbox Series X and S and PlayStation 5 at some point, they don't say. Probably November no, 10th and no Wii U, November though. 17th. They officially sunset the Wii U. Uh, 
nothing. There's nothing better. What's than the Wii U? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo's just off in a corner. Like never heard of it. Don't know. Got the Switch thing. Um, For Honor announced Year Four Season Three Resistance uh, will be available on September seventeenth. All right. We got a new look at Immortals uh, Phoenix Rising, formerly known as Gods and Monsters, which launches on December 3rd on Stadia, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, including Uplay Plus, and will become to PS5 and Xbox Series X and Series S as Phoenix. <laughs> just so you know. Remember when I said everything earlier? <laughs> just so you know, every one of their games had that. Oh, had that caveat. That like long like blurb of, this is all the shit it's on. I mean, it's good that they do because now you don't have people wondering like we did during Gamescom when people were saying Xbox One and PS4 and we're like, why are you not releasing on new consoles? So it, I, I, I'm I okay with it. But yeah, obviously when we're doing a recap, yeah, don't need it every time. Gets a little old. Uh, the game actually looked like a game this time. I know, which was impressive. Uh, as Phoenix, a winged hero on a quest to free the gods of Olympus from a curse... Players will wield godly powers and ancient weapons to battle towering mythical creatures across a fantastical land called the Golden Isle. That's basically what the trailer looks like. True. I'm I'm intrigued to see more. I don't think it's going to be a me game. And the fact that it's December 3rd is surprising to me. It's uh, interesting. Because it seems too soon. For yes. where I thought they were, but they also could have just been doing this completely in the background, and now just obviously we knew it of Gods and Monsters beforehand, but we, when we saw Gods and Monsters, we're like, "What was that?" That showed up for thirty seconds, then it was gone. I I think, I mean, I think Ubisoft has the ability to push out games really quickly now, um, largely because of things that you're probably going to talk about. Yes, so but those. Those things actually don't affect that game. Believe it or not, that's the one game that but, you've said so far that stands out from everything else. I think uh, behind the curtains, it might it might have a lot of things in common. With well, I mean, games. the soundtrack they chose for the trailer was the same as every other one, but yeah. art style and thematically, it was at least different than everything else. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time remake will reintroduce players to the prince's wall-running, trap-dodging, time-manipulating adventure on January 21st, 2021. Developed by Ubisoft Poon. Is it Poon? 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 Hold on. Poon? Poon Tang Pai? You know what? Poon. <laughs> it looks like Poon. Pun? I mean, listen, Dune is spelled the same way. That's, That's got a P, so it's Poon. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Mumbai. Yep, and Ubisoft Mumbai. The game is a full-scale remake of 2003's Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Okay, so... It's not... I, I have problems with that statement. I have problems as well, because if you watch the trailer... It is not a full-scale remake. No, it looks... At least not visually... By any stretch of the imagination. It looks better than the original game, for obviously. Sure. For sure. But it if looks... you were to say to me, hey, Prince of... Okay, so you know how there's that weird effect that happens where, like, you forget how bad games look? Yes. If you were to say, what did you think Prince of Persia looked like in 2003? That's the game I would think is what they showed us. Right. But... 
taking into that same acknowledging that effect mm-hmm. and watching that trailer, I would have said that was a 360 title. <laughs> it, that's 360. Yeah, that sounds good. 360. Like even even late end 360. Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, oh, that was a 2010 360 title. And I would have thought nothing of it. I don't like the idea. And I'm not discrediting the work that they've done. But the statement that it's a full-scale remake, I feel is not entirely truthful (laughs) to the product they have then put out based on the trailer. Yeah, this would, I think, would be considered a remaster, right? Because a remaster yeah. insinuates like you're keeping the original game, you're just kind of like trying to make trying to make it look a little prettier. Yeah, we're gonna try to you know reskin it and make it look better. Yeah, upres it basically. Remake is what they did to Final Fantasy. Yeah, and sorry, they used remake, so there's your bar. Yeah, and I'm not saying you have to pass it. At least be fucking near it. Which, <laughs> when we discuss remakes and and re re-things. Tony Hawk's remaster is great. And they nailed it. I get all kinds of nostalgia while I'm skating around. And it plays well. It looks good. There you go. Perfect remaster. Now, simpler systems. Yeah, sure. Whatever. SpongeBob. Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated. Visually, you can tell it's been moved up. Yes, it's a cartoon, so the differences are minimal compared to. Not that Prince of Persia isn't a cartoon, too, but you know what I mean. The cartoon art style, you can tell, is up but he's never. you're not going to be able to look at SpongeBob and see all the pores in a sponge on a 4K screen. Like, that's just not happening. <laughs> Kingdoms of Amalur, Re-Reckoning. I played this morning. It looks like the 360 title. So. Interesting. I don't know. At least. So here's. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me back up. I didn't play the 360 title. I didn't either. But it looks to me like what it would have looked like on a 360. Mm -hmm. So I'm just. And now I'm just getting confused where I don't mind that you guys want to just drop your products again. For. Money. (laughs) But. And even if it's just we wanted to keep them playable type of thing, because a lot of these are also going to be available for PC. So they at least have some longevity where porting stuff over from, you know, GameCubes and Segas and everything else that is not like, oh, I just take out this file and I drop it on a thing and it works now. I can get it from that idea kind of but the idea of dropping the words remake on things and remaster when it might really just be re-release mafia 2 same thing holy shit that looked terrible mafia 1 looks like it might be proper still jury's still out (laughs) but jury got a look at the preliminary case and was like all right (laughs) Passable. Yeah. They might, got, might not get sent to the gas chamber yet. That's an L.A. Noir joke. <laughs> not a 
not a mafia one. It was an L.A. Noir thing. Cole Phelps sent everybody to the gas chamber. It's really weird. So, <laughs> if you ever watch a playthrough of L.A. Noir, every time he's like, to the gas chamber with you. And you're like, what the hell's wrong with you, Cole? Anyway. Yeah, so I'd... In looking at that trailer, for what I... And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Because maybe you, know, you and I both are not Prince of Persia players. And I, I, mean, don't think, I don't think we're wrong visually. Because I don't think you can be wrong. I think objectively it doesn't look as yeah. good as it should. It but, looks like someone cut out faces and pasted them on. But for Prince of Persia people that are hyped, maybe they are also just excited to have it. Maybe. And know that it exists. But that excitement and knowing it exists might immediately pivot when they put their hands on it and they go, oh no, what happened? So it's it's just it's going to be an interesting one to kind of see uh, water cooler talk on. Only time will tell. Haha, <laughs> get it? Sands of time. <laughs> uh, Rainbow Six World Cup was announced. It will pit forty five countries against each other in a new tournament. First off, there's not forty five countries that have high speed internet. Second off, <laughs> wow. I mean, there's got to be. We don't have high speed internet. I was going to say, there's got to be five, five, at least 45, because we're like, we're below 45 on the list. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Netherlands has higher internet speeds than we do on average. That being said, weirdest trailer slash commercial in the entire thing. Yeah. It was like actually a World Cup commercial. Oh, I know what I was supposed to show you. I was supposed to show you the bar video. That's what I was trying to remember. Mm. Son of a bitch. Vroom, vroom. Side-by-sides, bro. It's side-by-side night. You know what? It's going to be funny. And not really. <laughs> Putting the spike strip down? No, I just glance out my window and see him drunkenly swerve into a light pole. Okay, that's fair. Because I'm pretty... What time is it? Almost 1 a.m. Where are you ripping around on a side-by-side? At 1 a.m. This town, apparently. I mean... You're not going anywhere. Stewart's is closed. <laughs> Hyperscape is getting a limited time mode called Turbo on September 15th. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> yes, say, and, there's, and there's your Hyperscape news. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. The game complete edition was announced coming holiday 2020 for PC. There's uh, a lot of talk about that. It, it's coming on everything. All right. I'm not going to reread yeah, it. Yeah, no, coming out on everything. There was a lot of talk about it because it got delisted. The like original one got delisted, so people couldn't play it anymore. Oh, that's that's bullshit. Yeah, and there was stuff like I, there was a conversation I think happening on Twitter with the creator of the stuff and him being like, you know, nobody's talked to me yet. I don't know what's going on. Yada yada. And then another message like a little while later is like, uh, Ubisoft contacted me. We'll see. <laughs> and then here it is. So. Um, where was I? Uh, the online, the online enabled re-release includes the original game as well as its original DLC, which adds two playable characters as well as subspace mini games, dodgeball and PVP battles. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion debuted a music video from Stormies created, created in the game engine. I don't know. Did you watch that? No, let's just keep going. Okay. Aiden Pierce, the protagonist of the first Watch Dogs, will make his return as a fully playable character with a dedicated story arc. 
Players can get their hands on Aiden by purchasing the the Watchdogs Legion season pass. Uh, we also got a game trailer showcasing recruitment again. Again, well, I let's think that's just, like the third one. Let's just let's just keep going. Okay, I I can complain till I'm blue in the face about a season pass and Aiden Pierce being behind it, but I understand the reasonings. Ubisoft announced Riders Republic. Riders Republic is an all-new outdoor sports playground coming on February 25th, 2021. From the same developer that made Steep, uh, while not a direct sequel, Riders Republic builds on many of the ideas the studio explored with Steep. The multiplayer title allows up to 50 players to race one another on bike, skis, snowboard, and wingsuits across an open world that takes inspiration from U.S. national parks. And so let's, let's start with the good. That game looks pretty cool. Looks it looks like it would be a fun time. Everybody just you know yeah. hang out. That's ride around on a bunch of bikes. Let's do mm-hmm. a giant big team race where it's thirty two. I think it was thirty two bikers. Yeah, and a downhill mountain bike race and steep. Steep looked really interesting, and I was I was very interested in it, but it just wasn't enough to like make me actually play it. It it wasn't and, enough, and it fell into the too sim for me. Where I wanted more of an SSX, I wanted I wanted to go more arcade than sim, like with the snow effects and stuff. Where like, yeah, let me mm-hmm. jump up and do dumb tricks and stuff like that. Uh, this game, like I like it does it does blatantly look like they said, okay, we have steep, let's make it better. Yeah, let's let's double it or let's like expand the palette. You know, like let's do what we did with the crew. And instead of just doing snow things, and for the crew, it was just doing car things, let's add bikes and such. And then the crew was, let's add boats and planes. One failed miserably. So let's hope the other doesn't. <laughs> Arguably, the crew started off worse, though. So, you got a good base to build on. That's the good. The good is, I'm looking forward to this one to see how it's received and to probably play it myself. Just because that downhill stuff looks like a lot of fun, especially when you're doing the the guys in the first person doing the downhill course of you know having to go slow and it's about time for a racing game. <laughs> I don't think you can pit me on a bike though. Don't know till you try. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be you're not gonna go into the corner. I'm gonna break a little bit harder, and you're just gonna slide right in front of me and right off the side of the mountain. <laughs> And you're gonna be like, yes, yeah. Except then you're gonna land. Finally. You're gonna land and then keep going on the track somehow, and I'll be like, I, right, damn it. Uh, Even when I win, I lose. Ah, it'll be server server issues. Oh yeah, I'll disconnect before the finish, and everything will go wrong. Um, the problem with this entire event was there is a lot of blending of games. And it's not a bad thing when you look at like what we're talking about blending of just the idea of what was what we're talking about uh, was it the crew was getting a season past chapter thing right that's what yeah. we said. last four months yeah. okay cool that's the division's plan mm-hmm. that's what the division does yep crew's doing it because they don't that's, know. I think what isn't that what Rainbow Six does as well. Uh, kind of. Their seasons are more like full year updates similar to For Honor. I believe. Like their season six takes up a 
a much larger yeah. chunk type of thing. But uh, Breakpoint. It's the other one. That, yeah, Breakpoint. Same thing. And you're like, it. it's because they're not doing well. And they need to incentivize you to keep going, which is fine. That's what you want to do. You want to, you know, as players, you want things to do. And you want, as a company, to keep your players playing those games. That's fine. I think you're just getting a much too samey in all your games. Like, like if Immortals... Phoenix Rising or Phoenix Immortals Rising, whatever the hell the name of that game is. If that has a season structure, I get more confused. Do we just have every Ubisoft game have a season structure? Then the tonal artistic problem that Matt and I had. Yeah, this is the big one for me. The tonal artistic problem the only one that escapes this wrath is Immortals. Immortals, Phoenix Rising, or whatever the hell. That, am I saying that right? Yeah. Immort- Immortals, Phoenix Rising? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I couldn't remember in which order those <laughs> those three things went. Uh, in, that's the only one that escapes it, because visually, it doesn't look like the other ones. And the only thing tonally in the trailer was the music that they chose to go with it. Which was that pop punk track that just, when you open up with the the epic statement of sometimes gods need help too. And then it hit that audio track. I just it, Something just didn't click for me. They, where you, you, you open with a a big statement, and then you open with an arcade track. Didn't make sense, but it had the same issue that the World Cup trailer had, where it was just like, yeah, it was just like there was like weird. But then you look at Riders Republic. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted. To, I kept wanting to say Riding Club, and I was like, I know that's not right. Riders Republic compared to Watch Dogs. Yeah. You would have a hard time convincing me, if I didn't know better, that Riders Republic was not Watch Dogs DLC. Character models look the same. Tonally, both the same punk rock, you know, punk attitude narration, music, characters, outfits, all of that stuff. That even the way the trailers cut, they are very similar to the same cloth. Mm-hmm. Move those to the breakpoint, which the character models look similar again. Everything Hyperscape kind of starts to skew in there as well. Hyperscape mixes and everything Rainbow Six gets away with it because they're a first person shooter. Yeah. So you that's fine. And they're completely... and they and they try to keep it darker. Yeah. And I'm not even asking games to be darker. You can all be bright. That's fine. But you all have the same tone. Luckily, you're you're different games enough where obviously I'm downhill biking or I'm a hacker and granny. But 
tonally, the way you're presenting these the entire time, you could have had the Watchdogs guy do every trailer, and nothing would have been lost. Yeah. It's just, I, I just don't know. For me, that doesn't... It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it looks I'm not like saying it, it's a bad thing, but it makes me uneasy. It looks like a mosaic, like a, a mosaic painting that I can't tell you where one stops and the other begins. They're all just there. Yeah. Like I took a can of paint and I threw it on a wall. I took another can of paint and I threw it on the wall. And I took another can of paint and I threw it on the wall. And I said, what do you see? And you said, three cans of paint. And I go, close enough. <laughs> I don't know how that analogy works. Honestly, now that I've said that out loud, don't know how it works. But that's the problem. It yeah. seems like they have the and maybe it's maybe it's a uh, a problem with cutting all your creative directors. <laughs> or and I don't see maybe it. that's the problem they maybe this is the problem and they solved it by by cutting all the creative directors. Cutting all their creative directors. Is that yeah. they all had the same idea. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, what if we did this? <laughs> Clearly, the person in charge of greenlighting games has a very specific taste. Taste as far as far as the, what they think is going to sell. Yeah, and which I'm pretty sure that person's gone now from Ubisoft. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Fuck it, they're all gone. The only one left I've, is Guy. <laughs> Yves Guimont. The you know how you can kind of gauge where an industry might be headed. With battle royales or card games or boat games or the year of the crossbow or the year of the tomahawk. All these years that we have had where randomly all of a sudden new features get added and you start seeing that feature in everything. Yeah. This very much looks almost that somebody went and said, I want games that do this because my market research says X sells. And they went, we got you. Good news. Every one of our games looks and talks like that. And they're like, perfect. We don't distinct anything at all. They're all the same. And Roller Champions falls right in there too. So it's just, it's a weird, non-distinctive tonally from anything else. It's just yeah. kind of, it ma- which makes it bland. Hey, here's one flavor the entire time. Ooh, we threw a little bit of salt on. Oh, come on. Throw a dip, throw some paprika on it at least. Basic out here. Come on. Pumpkin spice latte. Ugh, Han Solo season's upon us. Can't wait. All right, let's move on to something that's like, looks good. Number seven, Call of Duty multiplayer had its reveal trailer and more features discussed. We are only going to go do a minimal summary. So if you want more in-depth stuff, then you know where to go. Streamers, YouTubers. I think some have still been streaming it, but a bunch of them captured stuff and have it up on their channels going more in-depth. I think the entire reveal stream might have been four hours of going through conversations and stuff like that. But here... Are the bullet points I wrote down, Matt. The maps that were shown included Armada, Miami, Satellite, Moscow, and Crossroads. All of them looking rather large comparatively to Modern Warfare. Not the Ground War, which are the normal large maps, but it looked like they were just playing Team Deathmatch stuff on 
A lot of vehicles, bigger maps. Yeah. Yeah, jet skis on Armada and mm -hmm. snowmobiles and jets and bikes and like helicopters and ATVs. All sorts of goodness. Yeah. Game mode classic search and destroy, domination, team deathmatch, and control are all coming to Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. You like that? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> when I wrote that, I was like, I hate this so much. <laughs> Cod Blops CW. <laughs> it's so much better when you say it out loud. Cod Blops. <laughs> A new game mode called VIP Escort is coming, which puts two teams of six against each other, with one team having a VIP player. Obviously, you must protect your VIP, who only has a pistol and a smoke grenade. Escort them to the point to win, or eliminate the other team's VIP to win. It's a cool idea. So I'm assuming the VIP is a player. Yeah. Nice. Yep. You right. stay there. If I ever play this game, I'm fucked. <laughs> you stay there. Don't move. <laughs> if anybody comes, throw them at the smoke grenade and then run away. Smoke bomb. Run. <laughs> uh, and then perks and creative class stuff. If you're really into the Call of Duties, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, wild cards have come back for this. Uh, there are going to be six attachment options for each attachment. And in case you're curious, if you do that math, that's a lot of attachments. And customization options. Uh, some score streaks will keep points after death. And remote control car bombs are back. Drive a little RC car around and go boom. Uh, zombies were flashed on screen, but that's about it so far. I haven't really gotten to deep dive in zombies. Probably get that later, I'm sure. Yeah, but Black Ops, so zombies are expected to some degree. Uh, it looks good. Uh, I'm, you know, my traditional skeptical self when it comes to, to Call of Duty. I just want them to announce one thing. One big thing. Big feature announcement. Boom, boom, boom. Da, da, ba, da, 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 All right. It's a big lead up. <laughs> I know. It's a big lead up because it's a big deal. Allow me... To install part of your game. Just the multiplayer. Just part of it. I don't need the campaign resources if I'm playing multiplayer. If I want to play the campaign, I'll install the campaign. If I want to play multiplayer, I'll install the multiplayer. If I want to play Battle Royale, I'll probably have to install the multiplayer and Battle Royale. That's fine. Lump those two together. That's okay with me. Because those share so many assets between the two. Like, I don't need the entire campaign story loaded. So you just want to install 100 gigs instead of 300 gigs. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I first installed... Fat chance, bro. When I first installed Call of Duty on my PC, Modern Warfare, I think I was at 95 gigs. It's probably the, up to like which 130 was, which now. Which was launch. No, no, it's past that. It's closer to 200. That's disgusting. Because the first patch I saw was 40-something gigs. And then I said, I want my hard drive back, and I took it away. <laughs> That's just sloppy. You know? What's their excuse going to be? Because, like, this whole next-gen SSD playing, console thing is I'm like... If I'm playing on a 512 Xbox Series S, That's and thing. you took my entire hard drive, 
half the half of the you know like the shit from this these ssds is that it's supposed to cut down on game size because they can like you know make use of one texture for multiple things because they can call to it like rapid fire yeah so So, hopefully it's not 300 gigs practically (laughs) it might be it's gonna be 500 yeah yeah i see your 300 and i raise you two more (laughs) take that little man so that's it for the big news the rest is all just can't wait till call of duty just ships on a usb thumbstick yeah, they just like, like this, you, is you, this is you the just, hard drive you, you have this whole to buy thing now. Yeah, mm-hmm. or they just send you like here, along with your digital key comes an external hard drive with Call of Duty on. So the Xbox has like uh, one terabyte expansion cards, right? But you have to buy the mimic of the SSD inside it. I want that's what they'll sell. <laughs> <laughs> just those. It's just like you buy a fucking cartridge. Yeah, it just has a Call of Duty logo on it, so that way you know it only has Call of Duty installed on it. Uh, oh, the truth hurts, Matt. Don't don't predict the future. Right. It's real. Our weekly Apple Epic update. Uh, Apple's sign-in with Apple login system will no longer work with Epic game accounts as soon as today. Uh, Epic said this week, um, they said earlier this week, that it would start today. Uh, the new restriction is another casualty of Apple and Epic's ongoing spat. If you currently use sign-in with Apple for your Epic account, you'll need to update your account with new login credentials to retain access. Pissing contest. Yes. Number nine. CD Projekt Red is working on a version of The Witcher 3 for the next generation of console hardware. I believe we talked about this. Did we talk about it already? I definitely at least mentioned it to you. I don't know if it was in the doc. I think it was a yes, rumor. It was. No, it was in the doc because I put it for in the section of now for questionable things we didn't write full paragraphs on. Well, now you get a full paragraph for Good it. Good news. And it will be free to those who already own the game. It is being designed to incorporate a range of, quote, visual and technical improvements, end quote, that have arrived since The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt first launched in May 2015. Specifically, CD Projekt Red mentioned ray tracing and better loading times among those improvements. Love me, The Witcher. GameStop will close another 400 to 450 stores this fiscal year, according to their CFO, Jim Bell. GameStop has already closed a total of 388 stores worldwide so far this year, with them now sitting at 5,122 stores total worldwide. Why do they have so many stores? It's like Starbucks. One on every block. They did overly expand. Yeah. Yeah. We had, what, three in Utica at one point? Yeah. Plus Rome, plus Herkimer, plus Syracuse, plus Oneida, plus, yeah, yeah. Yep. Too many. You know what? Bring back Electronics Boutique. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Bring back Circuit City. Oh, Circuit City. Uh, what are the good ones? CompUSA. CompUSA. Game Craze. Game Craze. That they're still around, I think. I don't think they are anymore. Okay. I think it's. I think they got bought out, and they're a different local company. You know, what, I'll, I'll just take like a Even. micro center. 
What if it's just an EB Games? I'll take an EB Games. EB Games is pretty dope. KB Toys? KB Toys. Wow. KB Toys. Borders. Dude, Borders was my jam. I mean, I if we're just gonna, if we're gonna start throwing out random stores that don't exist in Shopping Town Mall anymore, <laughs> Prince Plus, <laughs> uh, TGI Fridays. <laughs> just naming things now. Number eleven, South Korean games firm Pearl Abyss has revealed that its MMO Black Desert Online or BDO has generated a one point seven. Billion dollars in lifetime revenue. 40% of the game's revenue has come from North America and Europe, while 26% was generated in Pearl Abyss's native South Korea. Other Asian countries, such as Japan and Taiwan and other ones, were behind <laughs> the remaining 34%. Thought some people might find that interesting. There's a specific person that, if you listen to this episode, should know that he contributed to a $1.7 billion in revenue. <laughs> fucking sicko that's a lot of <laughs> revenue that is that's why i saw it. i was like what the fuck i do find it hysterical and 40 percent of it is from north america and europe same i was like black desert online 1.7 billion <laughs> those silly asians and then i was like 40 percent america and europe and i was like who but at that at that same time that's exactly what i would think because it's the uh it's the, speaking specifically of the americans it's the, yeah, man, this Asian MMO is really cool, and it's played a lot over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Except, no, it's not. You're just a weeb that thinks it is. Excuse me, sir. And you, they're probably the stuck-up people that don't play Final Fantasy. They're like, oh, Final Fantasy is an American take on Japanese things. <laughs> and it's just like, what are you talking about? I almost I went really South Park there as well. I just feel like but. my thing is like if it's that's a lot of money. That's, that's a big a percentage from North America and Europe. I what, feel what like we would EA's, hear about it more. What was EA's microtransaction number? I don't know. Four even. billion? I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, so half a billion of their microtransactions were Black Desert Online. Like kinda crazy. I mean you would think we would hear about it more, but when you hear about MMOs and BDO doesn't have this problem. But when you hear about MMOs, your number is always subscriber number, not revenue number. Yeah. So when this is our revenue number, this saying 1.7 billion scares me to wonder if Blizzard told you a revenue number of wow. Oh, it'd be like 300 billion. That's what it's, it's like. It's like a stupid amount of money. Yeah, where it's like. Fifteen dollars a month since two thousand and well, no, no, because no, this is just wait, is this lifetime? Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. All right, so one point. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, yeah, and then I, that's what that's exactly what I'm saying though. It's like wow, one point seven. And what they Wow had how many subscribers for how long? Uh, I don't know. They peaked between thirteen to fifteen, I think. Million. It's disgusting. Not right? just like thirteen or fifteen people. I mean, I don't even want to talk about it. But yeah, it's when you discuss revenue and they're. That's a great number of, for BDO of $1.7 But when you look at the other giants in the industry, Final Fantasy fourteen, that... Fucking who knows how much money RuneScape's made. Guild Wars, EverQuest. Star Wars. That's Elder, more money Elder than Star Scrolls. Wars made. It's like there's a lot of... And always when we discuss 
largest MMOs. It's subscriber count, not revenue count. So it's interesting to see it from a different number where I'd be curious to see if BDO, I'm sure I can find it if I looked it up, not quickly, but the, how many active players number? Mm-hmm. Like how many players, how many unique players did you have log in within a month? Yeah. Because they don't have a subscription, you know, service. So it's just an interesting idea from that point of view. Like, oh, well, we also had 7 million people log in this month. And you're like, oh, my God, they're constantly playing. <laughs> North Americans. Disgusting. Uh, last and certainly least, uh, AMD's next generation Zen 3 CPUs and Radeon Big Navi. GPUs will be revealed. Favorite name. (laughs) And GPUs will be revealed next month on October 8th uh, for the CPUs and October 28th for the GPUs. AMD has confirmed that its new line of GPUs is part of the Radeon RX 6000 series, which uses AMD's new RDNA 2 architecture that includes real time hardware accelerated ray tracing and variable rate shading. So, for you non number people, AMD's next line of shit. Honestly, way. Shit. Shit. Not actual shit. Just stuff. Updates. Yeah. These I don't expect to be shit. No. At all. No. Expect them to be really good, especially following the backs of a 30, of a 3000 conversation. I love the name Big Navi. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Also, I'm pretty sure it's Big Navi, but every time I say Navi, I purposely separate the two, almost with yeah. a hyphen. But I love the idea because it implies the idea of a little Navi. Mm-hmm. And I just want to meet that graphics card. Like, here is big Navi. And here is little Navi. <laughs> little Navi does 1080p. Nice, nice. All good. <laughs> big Navi handle big load. 8K. <laughs> I guess like, you could what? say the little Navis are... It's not as fun, but you could say the little Navis are like their, their laptop. Well, it's their Navi cards now, but... Yeah. Technically. But they're... Technically. they're that's regular Navi. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. But I mean, if you're <laughs> announcing big Navi, then you would I- ideally, you would just transition the joke to be that those be yeah. little Navi. But I like the idea that there's even, it's just a small, like it's there. Yeah. It, it's the, uh, like they use Snapdragons, but the phone mm-hmm. GPUs are just little Navis. Little <laughs> baby Navi. Oh, we have this little baby Navi. It can only push 1080, but it does a good job. It does what it can. <laughs> and someday... It will grow into a big Navi. <laughs> big, strong Navi. <laughs> Many pixels can be carried by this Navi. Uh, AMD, you should let us do your marketing. It'd turn out great, I swear. It would just be, do you remember the old, oh, I don't remember what, I think it was a cell phone provider. They had a little flame, like a little orange guy. Yeah. It would be that. And a bigger version. <laughs> and it would just be them talking. Like, yeah. But basically, we would need The Rock to voice it from Moana. Mm-hmm. We'd get him to do the voice of Big Navi. And then... Gilbert Godfrey to do the voice of Little Navi. <laughs> That's disgusting. I can't I can't do it, Godfrey. I was going to try, but I was like, I know I can't do it. Anyway. That's the podcast. It's been a fun time been a good time i almost fell over <laughs> i don't know what happened right there matt almost fell over i almost coughed to death earlier it was a, a life-threatening episode 
<laughs> Don't do it. Don't you do it. And before Matt can ruin that joke with something offensive, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.